Hello, market meditators, and welcome to your daily market briefing. Short, snappy, no BS, 10-minute daily updates about the crypto markets. Delivered to you by me, Kin. How to find 15x crypto coins. A three-step investing guide. By the end of today's call, you'll know how to identify crypto projects that will 15x. Knowing what crypto project to invest in is the difference between making small gains and life-changing wealth in the crypto markets. I've seen people scammed, rug pulled, all because they don't have a basic framework to identify projects that will 15x. I'll be sharing that framework with you today. And remember, crypto funds in Wales, they won't want you knowing this. This is the information they use for their 15x returns. And of course, scammers and malicious players definitely won't want you doing this. You might very rightfully be asking yourself, how would we know what projects are about to 15x? Allow me to show you some examples. Lido and Waves are examples of projects that we researched using this exact framework that almost immediately went on to significantly appreciate in price. Another example of a crypto project that we identified quickly, which went on to outperform significantly, was Spell. And this is not our first rodeo, Market Meditations has been at this for years. Back in February 2021, we were speaking about FTT and Solana, and we identified these two altcoins using the exact framework I'm about to talk you through. We were speaking about FTT when it was around about $10, and we spoke about Solana when it was about $5. Back in February 2021, we said about Solana, a monstrous uptrend on a lesser known project. At the time, not many people knew about it. We expect this to continue to outperform in 2021. $10 FTT later in the year found its all-time high at around about $70. And Solana went from $5 later in 2021 to $250. And of course, if you're looking for a more recent example, just a few weeks ago, we mentioned Renga to our Discord community using this exact same framework. And a few weeks later, it went on to 3x. So this call is going to teach you everything you need to know about how to research these projects for free. It's essential to understand in order to know exactly when to buy and sell. However, I know a lot of you won't have the hours every day to do research on every single project. For you guys, we have exclusive access to our research team, which we'll talk about later in the video. But for now, just know that there are three stages to research a project. I'm about to walk you through each one and what constitutes a good score. But remember to stick around until the end, because once I tell you what a good project looks like, I'm going to tell you what red flags look like. Just one red flag or warning sign can be enough to make an entire project worth avoiding. So it's essential you stick around for the red flags as well towards the end of the call. P.S. I am not a financial advisor. Do your own research. Know your own risk appetite. Okay, let's get to the good stuff. The first stage of researching any single project is called operations. The very first thing you wanna be looking at is a project's technology and use case. Do you understand the problem this product is trying to fix and are the value propositions clear? For example, an exceptional technology and use case provides an innovative and wanted solution to a real problem with a clear market. Is the technology innovative and is it actually covering a gap in the current market? Finally, is it clear who that target market is? These are the essential questions you want to ask when you are looking at the technology and use case of a project. Another area of the operations stage of your project assessment should be the product roadmap and security. 
Does the project have a clear roadmap? Does said roadmap convey due diligence and thought with regard to security concerns? Where targets or estimates have been provided, have they been met? An exceptional roadmap benefits from clear and comprehensive steps that are given timeframes for completion and any action steps have been within the allocated timeframes. Where estimates or targets have been provided, they have been more or less correct. An exceptional security score conveys full consideration of all policies the project may be subject to and an evaluation of how to comply with said policies as well as multiple audits from reputable firms. And finally, when looking at the operations of a new project in cryptocurrency markets, you want to look at the competitive landscape. You could have an amazing technology and use case, your security could be top-notch, your roadmap could be the roadmap from heaven, but if you are in a marketplace that's completely saturated and there's just no room for you or a million other people are doing what you're doing, you just won't survive and win. So you need to ask yourself, does this project have the technology it needs to differentiate itself from other protocols? Is the product facing high saturation or competition? Is the project bear market resilient? This is a trap that a lot of projects fell for in the bull market. An exceptional score or assessment for this area indicates that the project has a unique selling point or USP or a competitive edge in a market that is bear market resilient and not overly saturated. Furthermore, when it comes to horizon risk or risks coming up in the future, it is not immediately clear that the project will run into legal or regulatory risk. This is a common problem right now that gaming projects experience. For example, Axie Infinity had a lot of first mover advantage and then hundreds and thousands of other gaming projects came out in the crypto markets that just didn't do well because the market became so saturated and they didn't have any unique features to differentiate themselves from other protocols. So that is the first step done the step of operations. Now we move on to stage two or step two of trying to hunt down those 15x crypto coins. People, when you consider a crypto project, coin, etc., do you consider the team behind that project or coin? If the answer is no, you're doing it wrong. It is essential that you have conviction that the team can execute the project's vision. You need to be asking yourself questions like, are there any weaknesses in the founding team that could hinder the long-term trajectory of the project? And most importantly, has the team been associated with any litigations or scandals? Are you literally buying into a asset that the team has previously just done a rug pull on? An exceptional team will have sufficient amount of resources to dedicate to the project and the leadership possess the skills to deliver the project either through their tangible skill set or through evidence of past experiences. There should also be no convincing evidence of any litigation or scandals. And that's just the immediate team. We also need to take it a step further and look at the third parties involved in a crypto coin or project. For the third parties, is there evidence of reputable investors and funds supporting the project? And have these partnerships been verified? Are they literally just making it up? Some projects will put the names of some of the big brands in the crypto markets on their website, but it may not be true that those partnerships actually exist. One good way to vet this is to hop onto the named party's official channel and see if they mention the project. If they don't, it's possible that the partnership does not exist. Is there evidence of reputable third parties helping build and run the project? operations, tech, legal, etc. All sorts of funds exist, but are they actually good funds that have a track record of investing in good projects? 
An exceptional assessment here suggests that the project is supported by reputable and well-known funds and third parties, all of which of course show no clear evidence of litigation or scandals. Seeing if some of the best crypto funds are involved in a project is one of the ways to really gain more confidence in the project you're supporting. There's not to say that those funds are invincible, everyone can make mistakes but it is a good positive additional data point to see. And finally, the last part of your people assessment should be the community and communications around a coin or project. Are you convinced that there is a sizable and engaged audience supporting the project? Do the team run active and professional communications and communities? And is it clear that the project prioritizes marketing, public relations, and timely responses to community questions? An exceptional community and communications suggests that the company is dedicated to community management, private relations, and marketing. Benefiting from a solid primary method of communication and a large and vibrant community of followers. If you really want to get your hands dirty here, you can dive into the Telegram, Discord, and Twitter of the coin or project you're looking at. Do you see at least 10k followers or engagement? When community members ask questions, can you see that the team are actually answering them in a good way? Dogecoin or Shibu Inu, for example, might be examples of projects that at the beginning might not have had a great technology and use case, but they they had such a powerful community and communications. So we've spoken about step one of the operations, we've spoken about step two of the people, and there's still another step to go, and we need to talk about the red flags, which can undermine your entire assessment. So you can probably tell so far that all of this can get a bit time consuming, and we at Market Meditations appreciate some people don't have the time to do this research. So we do actually have a solution. We have a private Discord Pro where members can ask our team to do the research for them and save time. This helps you know when to buy and sell and can fast track you some time. So you can sort of ping us a message saying, I want to learn more about X and we'll go away and put something together for you. But for those of you who want to do your own DD, continue listening, we're sharing our exact framework with you. So stage three or step three of considering any new coin or project and trying to find those 50 next ones is after you've done your operations, after you've looked at the people, head on over to tokenomics. The first area of tokenomics you will want to consider is utility and incentives. What utility does the token have? What are the reasons to purchase and use the tokens? For example, can you actually stake them? Do they give you governance rights? Do you actually achieve anything with these tokens? Are there any incentive to actually buy them? An exceptional utility and incentives might suggest that the token use cases are viable. Exceptional incentives might say that there is a good range of rewards for purchasing the token, like competitive staking rewards. But it doesn't stop there. Next, you need to consider the liquidity of the tokenomics. Are the tokenomics fair and ideal? Would you suggest any improvements in the tokenomic or the token vesting? And yes or no, are the team's tokens locked for one year or longer, commonly referred to as a vesting cliff? So this one might feel a bit more complicated, but these type of questions basically just help you understand whether the team has clear skin in the game. In other words, financial compensation directly linked to the long-term success of the project as conveyed through fair and ideal tokenomics and token vesting. Specifically, the team's tokens are locked for over a year. You'll also not want to see anything suspicious or unclear about the supply of tokens. So if you were to imagine a sort of pie chart that shows the overall supply of the token, it should be clear 
how much percentage allocation is being put aside for different things, like the team, like the community, like the marketing. If you see that a big supplier has gone to something completely ambiguous that doesn't make any sense, like special operations, that's not something you want to see. And the vesting guarantees skin in the game. If you see that 60% of the supply of tokens is going to the team and that the team can sell their tokens after one month, that's the kind of scenario that might start indicating it could be a pump and dump. The team own a huge amount of the coin, they big it up to be something fantastic, and then as soon as the price pumps, they sell, and that's it, good night, they go home, and they are happy for life. That's why it's important to look at supply and vesting cliffs. And finally, you just want to consider scarcity. For scarcity, you want to be asking yourself, are there any deflationary mechanisms? If tokens are inflationary, they must be offset by a means to remove some from circulation. So that takes us to the end of what you want to see for a crypto project. But perhaps more importantly, what don't you want to see? What are the red flags that should send you running? That is what we're about to consider now. It is essential you stay around for this part because just one of these red flags is enough to mean that the entire prospect of the project is ruined. So common red flags when it comes to stage one operations. Remember, in order to be successful, a project must successfully identify a demand it intends to meet. If there is no reason to use a project's product, assign a red flag. Target projects that aim to solve well-known problems are easily found throughout the crypto community, including social media platforms like Crypto Twitter. Also, remember, if the proposed solution is ineffective, assign a red flag. Also, if the technology used has known flaws or is or extremely controversial uses, it should be assigned a red flag. For example, a new project based on a fork of the Terra network would qualify as an example of a project deserving a red flag. Also, I would not undermine the importance of a roadmap. A neglected roadmap surely is an indication of poorly run operations. This document should display up-to-date information at all times. Severely neglected roadmaps or the absence of a roadmap deserves a red flag. Also, identifying which audits carry weight in the space is invaluable. Make sure any completed audits come from reputable firms. Anyone can call their mate and say, oh, I just want an audit. Read the audit reports to see how any vulnerabilities were addressed. The absence of audits or lack of satisfactory responses to identified security threats should be assigned a red flag. These are the breaking points for operations. What are the breaking points now for people? So clearly any team member's involvement in scandal or litigation should be assigned a red flag. That individual's not trustworthy. Also, if an entire team wishes to remain anonymous, it's suspicious, it suggests they have something to hide, and it should be assigned a red flag. The absence of any third-party involvement should also be assigned a red flag. If no fund wants to buy in to a company or a coin, there's probably a reason. Also, remember to vet social media platforms such as Twitter, Discord, Telegram, YouTube, Medium, then compare the number of members to those of similar projects. The absence of any or very little community presence is a red flag. Finally, tokenomics red flags. The utility of a token can include a variety of mechanisms, but it must be present in some form. Without a use, the only reason for a token to appreciate in price is speculation. Absence of utility is grounds for a red flag. Ask yourself if the utility of a token has an organic way to create demand for its use. If tokens received are immediately accessible without being subject to vesting periods, they could be sold at the first hint of price increase. The longer the lockup and release schedule, the better. Projects with very short or no vesting requirements are automatically assigned a red flag. 
team allocations higher than 25% are cause for concern, while allocations of more than 35% are outright red flags. If tokens are distributed in a way that grossly favors a small number of team members or investors, be careful. So note those down, 25% soft red flag, 35% hard red flag. And finally, if tokens are inflationary, they must be offset to remove some from circulation. Without the presence of any type of burning mechanism or long-term lockup incentives, as featured on Curve, for example, inflationary tokens should be assigned a red flag. Whilst we did use some real examples to make some of these points clear, I believe we can go further. And one thing that I'm going to be doing as a part two of this call is to apply the framework to a project that I've got my eye on that I think is going to do well. So I'll take that project and talk you through how it scores on every single one of the questions areas we just discussed. And together we can go through this process with a real life example. Namaste.